And girl, I love the way your body fits mine Just a daily dose of your love, I need the most I need your love, 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 love Until one day Welcome to this week's episode of Hey, I think we're good here I'm one of your co-hosts, Jackson Metakekia And I'm Matt West And we're here getting to know the sport of volleyball Through the life experiences our guests have to share with us Come take a listen. Today's guest is all-time great 49er Josh Tuaninga. Josh is a back-to-back national champion, four-time All-American, and ABCA Player of the Year. He is currently playing professionally in Poland and serving as one of our national team setters. Here's his story. That's why we always break up and make up now, baby. No, no, no more. No, no, no more. No, don't need no more pain in our lives. No, no, no more. No, no, no more. I need your love, love, love. <laughs> Joshy T, what's up, brother? What's going on, my man? How are we? We're doing all right, man. Just cruising, uh, man. All right, Josh. What's up, Josh? Jackson. How you what's doing? What's going brother? on, brother? I'm all good. How you doing? I'm doing all right, man. I'm doing all right. Are you in Long Beach right now? I am. I'm uh, yeah, that's where home is at right now. So, I love that, dude. Back in it. Yeah, man. So, I know you have. I played against your brother Gus growing up. I'm the same yeah. age as him, and obviously you came along later, but why volleyball for you? Like, what was the reason? Yeah, no, um, well, obviously watching my, my older brother play um, it was pretty cool just because I got to see where he he could take the sport, you know what I mean? So um, him taking it to the college level was pretty cool, and, you know, on top of that, uh, both my par- both my parents played, so it was like um, every time I came home, every time you know something was around me, it was a volleyball. It was I was watching volleyball. I was going to volleyball tournaments on the weekend, so there wasn't much getting away from it. It was just you know constantly <laughs> being surrounded by it, and you know just seeing my older brother play, seeing my parents played, um, and so it was just just constantly being around the sport. Honest was just like I think what really helped me kind of fall in love with it really so um yeah when did you fall in love with it how old were you um honest I think like mid high school was when it was like man this is it um for for a while it was just like I played football uh just as long up until like uh sophomore year of high school and I was like pretty on the fence I was like I, I wasn't really sure which one I wanted to take uh you know to the next level um well honest like once once I got to high school and like extra trainings starting uh were starting to you know happen a lot like things outside of practice uh watching film I was doing all of that for volleyball and not really for football and I started really like kind of falling in love with not only like playing the sport but like watching it and studying it and yeah. And just, you know, just being around it and being around the people that played it. Um, it was just really, like, just a really tight-knit group, you know. Men's volleyball yeah. was much smaller than, like, men's football or, like, football. So, yeah. you know, just being around those kind of people and, you know, just seeing how much people loved the sport was, was something I, that, like, really kind of, like, I don't know. I just I just loved it. Yeah. Oh, that's really cool. It's so sick that you say that because every men's volleyball player that's come on has been like, I just love this community. 
Like it's like oh, a it's brotherhood. Crazy. It's like a family. Like we see each other everywhere. Oh, yeah. Everywhere. Like you go Honest. down. Like you go down to Manhattan Open. I see everybody. You go to Hermosa Open. I see everybody. You go to JOs. You see everybody. You go down to like Forty First Newport. You see everybody. Like everybody's everywhere. You know everybody, man. It's crazy. But it's all like, oh man, it's so beautiful. Cause then and like you know it, right? Like you walk into the gym in Anaheim and like. I think that's the hardest part about the women's game is like there's so many different philosophies and there's so many different ideologies and like there's all these different things happening in the women's game and like a lot of it's like the money right like cause there's a lot on the line for the women but like for us like we all grew up playing the exact same way for real though you know what I mean like there's like different guys need different stuff obviously which like mm-hmm. it happens but at the end of the day, we're all like straight and simple. Like, yeah, <laughs> tell you something. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, Which, it's it's crazy. Uh, I I have a little sister that plays now, and just seeing, just like being a part of what she's trying to do on that side, I'm like, dude, like, I didn't know there were so many different ways to play volleyball. Like, I was, I just thought like, <laughs> put the ball over there, set the ball over there, pass it over there, and that's it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, there's, I guess there's there's more to it. I, I don't know. When did you first start playing club? Uh, my first, my first club year was, uh, sixth grade, which I think I was like 10. Damn, I played on dude. A, I played on the, yeah, I played on the, <laughs> I set for a 14U team, uh, Seaside actually. Oh, right yeah, on. Yeah. Yeah. I played over there. Dude, that's deep. That's so yeah, far yeah. from Long Beach. <laughs> well, uh, at the time we lived, and this is not even closer, but at the time we lived, in Hemet, um, like around Temecula area. Oh, for and, sure. Uh, and Seaside was uh, the last club my brother played for. Yeah, I um, remember that. He's got yeah, the fastest so, arm any middles ever had in club volleyball. Dude, and it was like just watching his just his little wrist. I was like, what is, <laughs> that's what, is that how you're supposed to hit it? I don't know. I don't see anybody else hit it like that, but whatever. But uh, yeah, Seaside was the last club I that my brother played for, and so it was just like, all right, I'll go play over there for a year, and then. After that, we moved uh, to so like like uh, closer to Long Beach, and uh, that's when I started playing for HBC. After that, was it always HBC? Because I remember there was like the LBC, and then Highline was a thing, and then yeah, was it always I HBC? Believe, I believe uh, Derek Lucero, uh, who was the owner of HBC uh, beforehand, it was LBC. Yeah, and Gus Gus played for them. I think um, up until like 16U. So it was like uh, we saw him a ton when I was younger. But, yeah, yeah, it was LBC beforehand. And then, I don't know, I don't remember anything after that. (laughs) (laughs) How long? Because this is, I mean, like, this is such a common theme in your life because you guys have been together forever. How? What age were you and TJ when you guys started playing club together? So club was actually – my last 14 year year, which was eighth grade, around like 13, around there. <laughs> yeah, uh, Damn, we played. Dude. Yeah, we uh, we played beach beforehand. That's where I first met him. Uh, like we played beach, I think around 10 years old. Like went to a couple cow cup like tournaments or something like that. And, um, after after I played like a summer or two with him, I that's when I took up football uh, pretty seriously in the summer and stopped playing beach with him and. That's when we started playing club around, yeah, 13. And then 
I've been playing with that fool for freaking too long, dog. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what was it like playing with because that's so rare. Uh, like but you high guys played college. everything, bro. Like high school, yeah. club, club, USA, college. college. Yeah. What was it uh, like playing with a guy that long? I don't know, man. I've TJ's like a freaking brother to me. Like you 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 know a guy so long that it's like everybody's like, Oh dude, how's playing with TJ? How's this? How's that? And it's really like, I don't know, man. I've known this kid since I was ten years old. We were messing around on the sand, like my dad was our first coach and like we would me and him would just like get into trouble just because we wouldn't take training serious, you know. Yeah. Um just like, you know, stuff like that. Like you I grew up with TJ like that. So it was like um it was it was like um I don't know, just playing with a like a brother on the court or something like that, you know. It was it was playing with somebody I'd known since I was, you know, ten years old, nine years old. So um I guess like being on the court with him was super special just because like I got to, you know, build a like a ton of chemistry with them. Yeah, it means even to, more. Yeah, like uh, we got we got to learn. Uh, we got to we got to learn and grow uh, together through the sport. So, like yeah. bouncing off ideas from him as we got older, and being able to like you know uh, tell him how it is, and he tell me how it is, and just having that was like super helpful for uh, his growth and mine. So. Yeah, man, that was it was pretty special. Yeah, that's so rad. That's so cool to hear. Yeah. yeah, that's amazing to have a guy like that's like your best friend, and you're like, hey, man, like let's just go play volleyball. Oh, like <laughs> let's just keep doing it. For, yeah. like, I don't know, twelve more years. <laughs> yeah, no, it was it was crazy because uh, after even after high school, uh, we never really like talked about like playing together at, in college. It was just kind of like. Hey, Long Beach what? is uh no yeah, way. Like it, dude. No, I don't. It, it wasn't. It wasn't a. It wasn't a conversation until like <laughs> we both got looked at by Long Beach, and we were like, "Yo, Long Beach is looking at me." It's like, "Oh yeah, cool. That's same here." So, but after that it was like, "Hey, man, pretty cool option if we play together." So, yeah. To be fair, Hildebrand was your coach at a very <laughs> young age. <laughs> And that did help a little bit, you know. Yeah. <laughs> that fool knew volleyball like crazy, man. So it was like, man. Yes. So I got to I got to be around Hildebrand a little bit, and he told me that you guys were doing film sessions when you were like 13 years old. Yeah, we were uh, we were trying to get after it at that age. Um, we were lucky enough to have some some guys who knew volleyball, um, and some guys who like really understood what it took to get to the next level at that age so it was like hey man like uh use whatever resources we got and you know we were able to run video sessions have extra trainings you know and do whatever it kind of took or whatever we thought um it took to kind of win that club year or you know be success be as successful as we could for sure and that is super rare in volleyball mm -hmm. where young younger whether it's boys or girls are watching film at a young age, but yeah. why did you want to? Um, I don't know. Like I, I saw like, I don't know. I had people around me that like that broke, broke the, the, the game down pretty well. And I understood it. And to be honest, like um, for me on the setting part of it, like being able to run offense and like, you know, do that and just like, that part of the game was so crazy to me. Like, 
just learning how to like you know like that little game within a game like that chess match with that other defensive side you know just learning that and then being able to watch other setters like react to defensive schemes or adjustments and changes and that was something that really like kind of caught my eye and I, I was like man like this is pretty cool to like run offense and you know dish the ball a little bit so yeah I don't know like it's I guess I fell in love with that. Like, it was like, man, running yeah. offense is pretty cool, you know, on top of, like, the rest that came with the game, so. Dude, I don't know if little Micah – or, sorry, Micah Maha said it on this podcast or if he said it, we were talking in France. But we were, we were talking about you because we were talking about, like, competing, and he's like, oh, it's so great to, like, just grow up competing and, like, playing with Josh. And he was like – he was like, if there's one guy that was going to beat me out, I'm happy it was him. He's like the nicest guy in the world. You know what I mean? Because we were talking. He's the man. Yeah, because I was talking about, like, I was talking about Mike and Christensen and I, and I was like, how do you feel with Josh? He's like, he's the nicest guy in the world. But then he goes, yeah, but that, like, that fucker had Tyler Hildebrand to help him out, so. <laughs> Dude. No, man. Like, the honest, like, uh, like, my generation, I think, of setters, like, it was pretty sick to kind of grow up with, like, Michael Maha, Joe Worsley, some guys that, like, uh, Yoshimoto even out there uh, played for Lewis. Yeah. Like, all these all these guys that, like, freaking balled. And it was like, dude, like, like uh, it wasn't until, like, I got to, like, high school, did a couple high-performance stuff. It was like, man, like, these guys are good and, like, you know, and, and such good guys, too. So it was like – like, so easy to kind of, like, uh, you know, grow with them and feed off of them and, you know, you know, compete with them also. So it was just, like, you know, on top of these guys being freaking top-notch guys off the court, it was, like, these guys are ballers on the court. So At what point in time – because I'm sure, like, with Tyler in your corner and, like, I'm sure everybody at one point in time was, like, you're really good at this, you're really good at this, You, we think you have a future – do you remember a moment in, like, club or maybe it was, like, winning in Norseca, like, a youth or junior in Norseca or whatever, or maybe even in college, where, like, I am pretty damn good at this. Like, I think – I really think I could have a future in this. Or, like, maybe it was that time where you chose volleyball over football. Um, I would I would say, like, the future part of it um, was when I chose it chose volleyball over football around, like, sophomore – after the sophomore year. Um, and that's when I first, like, uh, kind of got my first look at, like, the next level. Like, Long Beach was, uh, you know, in the talk. So I was like, man, like, that's pretty dope that, like, uh, you know, I'm able to have something to kind of go off of and for volleyball. So um, as far as, like, man, like, I'm pretty good. I don't know if I've hit that yet. Like, freaking, I, you know, you think, you, think you, you know, uh, at the college level, like, I've, I was able to compete in some pretty high level games and it was like, man, like this is pretty this is pretty sick. But, you know, every kind of turn I go to or every time I every time I, I take a step up in, you know, in, in the sport, it's like uh you, you kinda get humbled a little bit. Like even when I got out there to Poland, it was just like, man, like I gotta restart. Like I felt I it, it felt like a restart almost. Like I felt like That's I was coming true. in fresh and new and it was like, man, do I really can I really hang with some of these big dogs, you know what I mean? And you know, yeah. after you kind of get a rhythm, it was like, all right, you know what? Yeah, there's some confidence there. I can really do something. But other than that, like, it's it's really just, like, trying to, you know, five, like, figure out if I can really hang with some of these big guys, you know? Did you ever feel like – well, let's start, like, your freshman year coming in. 
Did you feel like a tremendous amount of pressure to like execute right away? Or like, did having TJ and Kyle like really help relieve that? Especially a guy like TJ, because like everybody from the like the day he was born, it feels like, was like, that's the arm. That kid hits the shit out of the ball. Like he's like going to be the greatest <laughs> thing to ever happen since Karch Cry yeah. or whatever. And like, dude, that sucks. That's not fair to do that to like an 18 year old kid, but people do it. Mm-hmm. Did you feel like, did you still feel that pressure to be like, I'm his friend, I need to help him? Like, was it a different type of pressure? Or like what, like talk me through that freshman year and then like how it changed as time wore on. Yeah. Um, well, going in, uh, even the conversations with Nipe, um, like beforehand, before getting there, there was like, there was some expectations uh, that we were kind of going into. Um, our class was uh, like pretty heavy. We had some guys like Kyle, obviously TJ, obviously, but we had some guys surrounding also that were that we had planned like, and there were plans to like really do some, you know, have some success and um, even in the in that first year. So um, there were definitely some expectations there. It was really awesome to have Kyle and TJ um, there. Just because um, it was like we were kind of getting it all um, together, like we were all kind of going on that court, starting on that court, and then like kind of taking it on together. So it was like trying to feed off of each other and trying to like grow each other, you know, even with those kind of big expectations. Um, as far as TJ, I mean, I've known TJ for so long, and his expectations have always been. Um, really high. He's always he's always had a really high standards of himself and of the players around him. So it was always like, you know, going on that court, like you know, he was expecting to win and he expected you to, you know, ball out as well. So um that was like super that was something I, I, I would say I learned from him or that I gained from him, just like, you know, being able to hold myself to a higher standard and you know, when I'm playing on that court, like he's expecting certain balls in a certain situation or, you know, he's expecting me to dig a ball in a certain situation. So it's like um, stuff like that was like kind of something he brought on. Um, and it was something that was really healthy uh, for us. And I, even though sometimes, sometimes like outside looking in, it might seem like he's, you know, pretty hard or pretty tough. But it was like, man, it's so healthy to have somebody like that and to kind of hold that standard. Um aggressively like it was like you know if if it was almost like if you couldn't get it done like what's you know next person in line almost and so it was like I don't know like you feed off of that and you you know you 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 kind of try to grow from there and I really think those first two years was something that really helped us and really helped us grow into you know like being good teammates um on both sides whether go ahead so you went to Long Beach. The the guys I've been to Long Beach feel so much pride in going to Long Beach and being a part of that program. What is that pride for you? Why is that pride for you? Uh, for me, honestly, like it was Long Beach has always been home. So it was like going to college down the street for me it was something that um, was heavy going into the recruiting process. Um, and then just being able to play for home crowd. And um, on top of that, like the kind of culture that Knipe and Hildebrand and all the coaches beforehand and all the players beforehand 
um, kind of built. Um, it made you like really, I don't know, like you're, you're playing for something bigger than just yourself. Mm -hmm. And it was like, it was something that you, you know, you feel right when you get there. Um, you know, all these guys, you come in, you know, you're the big namer, I guess, in your club or your high school. But when you get there, it was like, man, you're doing, for, you're doing it for Long Beach. You're doing it for the boys. Like it's, and it was so heavy on that. Like culture was so huge. And, you know, having that was, I think, a huge part of the reason why, like you see, like a lot of the Long Beach guys take so much pride just because, you know, it's the culture was so fun to be a part of. And, you know, you, you make your, for me, like it was so fun playing for the guys next to me. And I, you know, I wanted to win so bad for the guys next to me. So it was, I, I don't know, like I, that's what I felt when I was there, just one being home and playing for home. And then on top of that, just the culture was absolutely awesome to be a part of. Oh, that's, that's so cool, Josh. That's so <laughs> cool. That's, that's gotta be a good feeling while you're competing. Like, yeah, just playing for the guys next to you. No, it was, it was awesome, man. Like unreal. Like, if I could go back, I would, man. That's awesome. <laughs> I think cool. it's cool. Like, uh, you guys were so much fun to watch, like, from the get-go. And, like, it's like you said, like, looking in from the outside, like, it would seem like – it would seem like TJ's, like, he's the asshole. But in reality, like – and, like, I've, I've played with him briefly, but I was like, this guy is kind of an asshole. But it's because <laughs> he wants to win so bad. Yeah, when you see what he does to himself when he makes a mistake, you're like, I think he might kill, like he might kill himself. So like he might be a jerk to you, but he's gonna be seventeen thousand times worse to himself because his standard for himself is like that much higher than anybody else around him. When you played with him. And I, I like obviously I don't know you super well, but like you're a pretty mellow guy, and like you won't even admit when like you're good at something, even though you're a four-time All-American and you have two rings. Do you think like did he bring a lot of that competitive fire out of you, like from the get-go? Yeah, um, I a lot of the like I guess competitiveness that I would say I have now. Um, just from over the years of playing with him, um, like I think I, I really contribute to him just, you know, just being on the court with him, you know, him holding himself to a higher standard and myself as well. So it was like um, I would consider myself to, I don't know, like like you said, be fairly mellow, especially on the court. I like to be like, you know, I try to be more even keel, you know, yeah. just try to be, you know, not be so up and down with emotions. But. Um, I learned a ton from him just like it's okay to just get after it and really like you know kind of show that emotion and show that love for the sport and you know show that show that like you know bring that higher standard uh, you know for yourself so I really like uh, playing with him was like I learned that like that was huge just being you know on the on the court with him for as long as I have been so it's yeah, cool because, like, even watching that. you with other teams now, like, I've been following you for a long time and, like, seeing you evolve and develop, and it's been super fun. And, like, watching you now compared to, like, when you're an 18-year-old, 17-year-old kid when I, like, first met you and saw you play yeah. to now, I'm like, he takes – you take a lot of risk, but it makes a lot of sense now because the way you think about it is, like, a calculated risk. Mm-hmm. 
is you're like, no, this is the right risk in this time because, well, like it's, well, he just moved, like, but he's going to help in this situation. If I'm off the net, he's not going to help in that situation. Everybody's yeah. in a deep read. I can throw in a crap, or like I can throw in a gap or whatever. Like it makes a lot of sense. Uh-huh. And like now when you used to play, like, not that you didn't play to win, but did you play more to have fun back in the day? And now that you've gotten older, you're like, I'm in it to win it. And like, if I do cool shit while I'm doing it, that's what's, that's, that's fun too. But like the end game is like, it's changed. Like has, have things changed for you? Like the way you think about competing? Yeah, I'd say it's, it's changed. Um, I don't know, within the past year or two, um, just the, the opportunities I've had um, has really been like, man, like I really got to, you know, I have some big time opportunities that not a lot of people have. So it's like, for me, it's like, man, how can I, you know, soak that or how can I really like capitalize on some of those opportunities that I have? So it's like a lot of it's been like, man, like, you know, it, just, just that competitiveness has really gotten after it. Like I really like kind of embraced it a little bit more within the past couple of years, just because of like, I don't know. I feel like there's a little bit more on the line or there's, you know, there's like, um, like, I don't know. There's, there's more, there's a higher standard being held of me, like from even more people, like other people as well. So I don't know, like, I guess that competitiveness is like even more now, but definitely like, I still try to keep that fun. I still try to keep that like yeah. super like kind of light and like, man, like, like this, this sport is so fun to me. Like, if I lose that, dude, it's like, I don't know. It's like, over. I'm going to be, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Then so, it's just work. It's not a game anymore. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. I, I try to find that balance. Um, right now, I'm starting to find, like, like I'm trying to, like, merge that into, like, I'm having fun beating you down or something like that. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> versus just having fun dishing the ball around, you know what I mean? Before I had yeah. it like that, but, you know what I mean? But it was just, like, now I could, you know, I have fun, like, I don't have fun losing, definitely. So, definitely try to win as much as I can. Is is there a guy that you wanted to, like, emulate or that you looked up to, aside from Tyler, obviously, like, growing up or, like, or even now that you're just, like, that guy embodies, like, everything that I I want to be or, like, I don't know. Like, is there anybody that you've looked up to in the, in the past or present or whatever? Yeah, um – for the longest and even to this day now, my older brother Gus has been kind of like the guy that I've really looked up to. Um, just the type of teammate he was, the type of player he was, and, you know, the type of volleyball he put out there. Like, um, when I saw him play, it was more like actions speak louder than words. He never really talked much, um, you know, talked much game. He just he just put it out there. So um, watching him when I was younger was something huge for me just because, you know, he like the type of teammate he was was something that, like, man, that's that's what I want to be. That's how that's the type of teammate I wanted to be. As far as like setting, uh, I don't know, man. Uh, Tyler Hildebrand was pretty huge on that. Um, and then like I don't know, I now I would I would say I watch a ton of Maruf. Yeah. And like the just the style of like you know being a little bit more even killed, um, just kind of being a little bit more relaxed. Um, that's kind of something I watch a ton of, but he's a yeah, fighter but, though, bro. When him and Kubiak get, he's a fighter. When him and Kubiak oh, sure. get into it, like, Ooh, 
I love watching oh, no, Iran crazy. play Poland. It's beautiful. Oh, it's it's always a fight. Yeah. It's some kind of stare down but between somebody. He fights. I like him a lot, too. Yeah, no, it's super cool watching him. So, yeah. What, um, so going back to college, so your sophomore year, you guys got into the final four? Yeah. And then, and then obviously, like, it's, it hurts, like, you guys lose and it's tough, but thank God you're sophomores. <laughs> and yeah. so, what, what do you feel changed in the fall and the spring? Not so much physically because you get older and whatever, but, Mentally, what changed in the gym and your culture to be like, we're going to take it up a notch. And, like, we are going to win it. Um, yeah, I think um, – really good question. <laughs> but uh, I, think the, the, I think the biggest adjustments we made uh, from sophomore year to junior year was, one, mentally, like, um, like we – we felt like we were all in that sophomore year, but like, I don't know, going into junior year, it was like we made a complete effort to get everybody all in and to, you know, trying to win that, trying to win the title. So I think that was something that was, that was a big change for us is being able to get everybody on board from top to bottom. Um, and that's like, not like not only players, but also uh, the coaches as well as, you know, the people who run media as well as the ADs, like, um, just the full-on effort you saw from um, from top to bottom was, like I thought, I was I, I would say the biggest change. Um, and then also I thought uh, making in-game adjustments was something that uh, we took a lot of or, or took like we had to work on uh, going into junior year. Like um, I remember that sophomore year we lost to BYU because they changed their defensive scheme. And we and we didn't change at all in our offensive yeah. scheme, so it was just like uh, we just kind of you know let them do whatever, and we made no adjustments. So I thought uh, at least going into offense, like making those adjustments, in-game adjustments. If a team brings something different than the scouting report, it was something that we wanted to be on top of. Like, okay, they could possibly change their defensive scheme into this. Um, and we want to be prepared for that. So, for sure. what would be what? What's an example of something that a team would switch into? Like you said, BYU. What would they switch into? What kind of de- defensive scheme? Yeah, they. Um, I think if I remember, they they started committing they were, for the first time in twenty five years. Yeah, that was, <laughs> that was definitely it. Because I remember in the beginning and during the season, it was like, man, we. We pumped the middle on these four. Yeah. You know, Bryce yeah. and Amir I had, and they were having, like, freaking really good nights. So we pumped the quick and freaking uh, going into that semifinal match, dude. I was, they were just committing like crazy. Okay. And, yeah, that's, I think that was the adjustment I remember they made, and we didn't have much answer for it. And, again, they, and they balled out, too, with, from the service line, if I remember. So we weren't really in system the whole time. Sure, um, sure. So it was just—it was a pretty big dogfight, you know. When you're in system, they're committing, and when you're out of system, they get their six ten across the board. So it was pretty tough. Uh, pretty tough matchup there, dude. I have a personal yeah. question for you because I think 
you said a way nicer ball than I do, but I think like philosophically speaking, I think we think of volleyball the same way and how to run an offense. And I think both of us take a lot of pride in establishing the middle and like taking a lot of risks setting the middle of the court, especially our middles. It's like, dude, wherever you want to go, just say it and I'll find you. Don't worry about it. I got you. When you have teams commit, cause I always say this, I was like, if I wanted to beat myself, I would just follow the middles everywhere. It just yeah. commit over and over and over again. And, that, and as a setter, I'd still be like, oh, fuck it, I'm going for it. Yeah. <laughs> you, so, like, when, that, when teams do that to you, like, what – because part of it's ego, for sure. Like, 90% of it's ego. It's like you're not going to battle my bills. But, like, for you, what do you think? Like, are you like, all right, well, like, if this is one-on-one or, like, the pick's open now, like, then I'm just going to have to pump some pick for a little bit and, like, leave it? Or, like, what – like, how do you get over it? What do you think? Because, like, for me, I get so pissed. I'm so pissed. For, like, an entire match, I'm like, stop. Just give me one. You know what I mean? Yeah, you have no idea, dude. I, I get so <laughs> mad. I get real mad, dude. If I can't pump the quick, nah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it, I mean, it's taken uh, some time. It's taken a lot of trust, honest, to, um, to try to, like, you know, make those switches of, like, uh, ego, I, as much as I hate to – have it part of it ego is a big part of it of yeah. me making that switch. like you know just like man i want to pump the quick from anywhere i want to take those risks just because one i feel like it's a good calculated risk but two like coaches and players trust that i can do it so it's like um being in being in that environment was kind of pretty was pretty huge for me just because i was like man like it might have been a little too huge just because like ego wise i was like man i could do whatever i want now <laughs> but um yeah, that was that was pretty much the mindset. Like it took a it took some effort, took some effort to kind of make that switch to like, all right, I, I guess I gotta pump the pump the bick a little bit or you know go go elsewhere for you know for the good of the offense. Yeah. Do you? Oh, what was I gonna say? What? Oh, sorry. What? What do you do if it's not working? If, like, you're setting quick and you're just, like, because there's some nights where, like, everything's too low, everything's too high, I'm pushing everything too tight, things are coming off. Like, what, mentally, how do you readjust and be like, all right, like, I'm good at, like, what do you, how do you self-talk your way through that situation? Uh, one of the biggest things was trying to turn that, like, because I'd get super frustrated. Yeah. And, like, trying to turn that frustration into, like, determination. And, and that was a huge, like, kind of, um, like, Nipe would, like, preach that 100%, like, all the time. So, I would try to use that, like, trying to turn that frustration of, like, man, like, this is not working and I want it to work really bad um, into, like, you know, okay, there's a different perspective I could take or, you know, there's – I could look at it a little bit different and try to, you know, go at it a little a little bit different. Um, but I don't know, like, I've uh, – for me, it's always been like, man, like if you cancel out one of my like options as a setter, it's like I don't like that at all. So it was like if you're canceling out my middle or canceling out, you know, if you're saying like if you're stopping my big or stopping my quick all together within, within the match, like that's something I don't like. So if ever I go away from it, it was like, okay, I'm going to come back to it eventually. Yeah. And, and, you know, establish it and make sure like you can't just like sit. You know, you're not just going to, all right, we can read now. 
because they're not pumping quick. So if you start reading, I'm like, all right, now I'm a freaking Final read quick age, on your yeah. book or something like that. You know what I mean? So, yeah, it was like trying to find that frustration um, and turning it into ter- determination and then, you know, being able to change that perspective. And that's been pretty helpful in, you know, trying to get through those times of like, man, this is pretty tough. So. For sure. What, uh, what, okay, so this is, I think this is so sick. When you guys, you guys were down 2-1 in Poly in a national championship match. What, what was like the, in between the sets, what was being said? What, did anything change? Usually, I would suspect not. Like, that's probably why you guys won, is there was zero anxiety and zero stress. It was like, we've been in here before. We're going to do it again. What, like, what were you guys telling each other? What was the mindset? And you guys were losing in the fourth. And you guys, like, turned it around at the very end to take it to five. Yeah. yeah um, I don't remember, like, I don't know. Like, what, uh, during timeouts, it's, I'm pretty, like, separate, I guess. Like, yeah. obviously, when night speaking, I'm like, all right, I'm all in. But uh, most of the conversations um, during timeouts I'm having with just, like, Nick McRae or anybody who's just, like, all in on offense. Like, everybody's yeah. all the setters, all, like, our, our, our offensive coach. Um, just anybody who's a part of the offense, that's who, that's who I'm like sitting with during timeouts. Um, and the, the biggest, I honestly, like we've never really addressed the, like, like, okay, we're down. There's anxiety. There's like, this is tough. Pick your head up. There wasn't no, like, Hey man, pick your head up. Like, you know, there was, there was really no need for that just cause there was like, I don't know, like you could just feel like guys were like, man, like we're down. It's pretty tough, but you know. Well, yeah, you must find have, been, way, you know you must I mean? have so, been bought in, obviously. Yeah, no, it was, it was, there was like, um, I, I think it's like, I, I hate to say it, like, obviously I was, I'm, I'm pretty, in that moment, I was like, a, there was a time where I was like, man, like, this is, I don't know if we're going to pull this out or, man, like, is this really how we're going to end the season of just like, you know, win the first set, lose the second, like the next two, and then, you know, kind of take a seat on that fourth one, but. Um, there was a little bit of that, um, but that was it was never really like addressed. It was more like every time we came to timeouts, Snipe was all over what's going to happen on the next play. Same with Nick McRae. And it was just like, it was never really like, man, like, okay, like talk about the past, talk about what just happened. Yeah. It was like, this needs to happen. This server's up. This is that. Like you come to the bench, your 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 mind is kind of like, or your like emotions are pretty high, but um, Snipe was pretty, you know, firm on just like man this is this one needs to this is what needs to happen now josh what are you planning on for the next for the next couple plays or something like that you know so yeah i i think that was the the big conversations happening in those in those timeouts especially in the fourth set do you remember like um do you remember what you were supposed to do in the fifth like going into the fifth set now looking back strategically or was it like because sometimes you're like, it's a fifth set. We're a national championship. Everything's out the door. Like, you're either in it to win it or you're not. Were you, was, yeah. were you guys like that? Or are you still like, okay, here's the strategy. Here's what we're going to do. Or is I, it- was, I, was, I was more like that. Um, just like, what's the strategy here? Um, in that game, it was like, okay, there are times when I got to go to TJ. TJ is on fire. Yeah. And then there were times where, like, man, there's some holes. 
I can exploit and put my middles in certain situations, you know, set Bjorn a couple balls. Um, and where times where they don't they don't think Bjorn's going to get the ball, you know. I so know you like, won most outstanding player, but Bjorn, most outstanding oh player. He, because there were times where like TJ, real. I remember watching TJ walk away and Bjorn would just be screaming at him and like pulling him back. Or like somebody would put their head down, like you would put your head down, boom, you're in with the group. Huge like kills just on a three, man. Any dig you needed, he was like pinching everybody in or like pinching people out on receiving. I was like, this kid's holding it down. Yeah, man. He was big time. He was so oh, it's sick. Crazy. It's crazy because like <laughs> one, he was him being so experienced within the program, like him being like I think it was like his fourth year. Um, he knew the system up and down. So it was like we needed that we needed somebody like that on the court yeah. where they could just like talk the system, talk the system. Um, but on top of that, man, like he was so good at just pulling us together when, you know, guys like TJ might be, you know, going off to the corner or even myself, I might get quiet or yeah. like Kyle is getting quiet. He was so good at just like being that emotional leader for us. It was like, it was just like, like, you know, all these, you know, you got TJ, you got Kyle, but Bjorn was the guy like, if it wasn't for him, like, honestly, like, I don't know what we would have. It just seemed like he understood days. each one of you so well that it was like, it was he needs this. He, he knew exactly, like, he knew TJ needed tough love. He knew you needed mm -hmm. a hug. He knew Kyle needed, like, a little pat on the back and was like, you're going to be fine, dude. Just um, talk to the next one. You know, and I was just yeah. like, that's so valuable. And, like, people yeah, don't notice that, but, like, you know, if you play volleyball and, like, you're watching what's going on, you're like, this kid is – he's really good. Yeah, so, Josh, being around all those different personalities, what did you learn about being a leader at Long Beach? Yeah, um, I think just that, like, what we talked about with Bjorn, about how him knowing, like, how to, like, you know, how to play with different players. I think that was mm -hmm. something that, like, I, I, I kind of tried to, like, pride myself on, especially going into that last year, 2019. Like, um, obviously, you got TJ. I've been playing with him for however long. And with Kyle, like, you, I learned how to play with him, too. Like, with Kyle, you, got, you, can, you can boost this guy up a little bit, and he'll, he'll go off, you know what I mean? Um, but then you got guys like maybe Jordan Molina, who's, a, you know, I'm not going to talk to Jordan Molina the same, I am, the same as TJ, you know what I mean? So. Yeah. Learning, learning that was something that um, was pretty huge. And, you know, learning yeah. that from Bjorn as well as some of the other leaders on the court, it was uh, – I think that was pretty huge, just being able to play with different players, getting the best out of them, and, uh, you know, going from there. How, cool. how sweet was it? I know what you're going to say. You're going to be a candy ass about it for sure and not tell us how you really felt. How sweet was it to beat UCLA at UCLA <laughs> and, and the cherry on top for – he's for sure going to listen to this – to beat Micah at UCLA. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, well, beating, beating UCLA was, is always fun. Uh, <laughs> um, especially when they packed up the spot. So, um but yeah, like it was it was pretty awesome, especially it being our first one too. Um, 
that was that was pretty special. Just you know, a, a ton of work went into it, and then also the seniors that were on that team, um, Bjorn, uh, Matt Butler, all these guys that really contributed a ton to the culture. It was like um, like playing for them was like that much it was was so special. So like I don't know, like I I see that more than I see um, you know. Beating beating UCLA at, at Poly, but um, yeah, no, that was that was that was a really fun, really fun game too. Like they freaking UCLA balled out, Michael Mob balled out as usual, and uh, yeah, no, it was super fun. What? So then, I've is it true that winning the second is harder than the first? Uh, I don't know, man. They're pretty. They're both pretty tough. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay. Yeah, like they're both going to be hard. <laughs> okay. What What do you feel like – did you guys – change is inevitable for sure when you lose a guy like Bjorn and you lose a guy like Matt Butler. Because Matt Butler, shout out to him, held it down Dude, culturally like you said. And for that's a, sure. That's another guy you could see every time you guys scored a point. I thought he was like – he was at the eighth or like the seventh guy on – Dude, like, like what was crazy is, like, uh, we played Hawaii in Hawaii that year, um, and they freaking uh, – we got, like, the biggest crowd possible, and they were, they were pretty tough. They were a pretty tough crowd. And Matt Butler was getting most of that, like, like most yeah, of the heck. I'm sure he loved of, it. And yeah. he was taking it on, dude. He was like, dude, <laughs> bring it on. Like, I'll take it. If, you know, if you're not going to give it – if you're not going to give it to the guys on the – you know, on the court, give it to me and I'll take it on. And that's, that's like, like Matt Butler, like in a nutshell, those yeah. the years I was there, dude, he took on whatever he needed to take on for the, you know, the team. Even after that game, um, it was to the point where like, uh, he like fainted after the game. Um, we were, we went to like, I don't know, I think it was like PF Chang's. We went over there to eat or something like that. And the fool was like, kind of like, yeah, it was a pretty tough match. I think like five sets. And this fool, like, after the match was, like, kind of feeling it. So, it was like, man, this guy took it on. Like, took whatever, you know, like, <laughs> crowd was booing him directly at him. Like, he was straight taking on whatever. And, like, I don't know. That's Matt in a nutshell for you. And, yeah, it was crazy. What do you feel like changed? Because those guys leave. So, what changed for, like, you three? Because you guys are the three key players, you, Kyle, and TJ. And especially for you, obviously, because you're here. What did you change the most to, like, be like, okay, but like, I need to fill that void. This is what I'm gonna do, and like, this is who I'm gonna be, and this is how we're gonna win. Yeah, um, we definitely have to step up into those big leadership roles. Like, even though obviously we were like on the court, you know, we're we're we were starting for most of the matches. Um, but like being that leader that you know that Bjorn was, being that that Matt Butler was, that all the other seniors were in that class, um, trying to be not like be the same as them, but have that similar impact that they had um, in our own way. Because we knew we weren't going to be the same. I, I'm not going to be Bjorn who's on the court, like, or we're not going to have a Matt Butler running around on the sideline, like you know, just taking on whatever. We weren't going to have that same feel or that same look of a team. So we're going to have a different look. We're going to have different guys in leadership roles. And we just got to be able to, you know, it's going to feel different and we have to embrace it. So 
I think that was the biggest thing, just embracing the difference and just trying to step up as a leader um, in our own ways um, while still giving that same impact or striving to have that impact as before. So, Damn, that's good stuff, dude. That's, that's big time, man. That, that is awesome. Was it – so after you guys win the second one, was it – not like obviously it's not a relief is it was it like almost heartbreaking because you're like it's over like i'm not gonna get a chance to be with this squad ever again like this was it kind of like after the high because you're like we just won another one's just so sick but like how long did it take to set in to be like oh man like this is it like we did it uh it wasn't until i got into the excuse me, the USA gym yeah. where it was like different squads, different guys where I was like, man, like I really miss the homies right now. <laughs> so, it, you know, it was like, I really miss that, you know, one, the culture of Long Beach and, and two, just those specific guys that I got to play with on the core um, that were on the bench, the coaching staff, like, like it was like, you know, being able to build for four years um, what we had there. Um, and then to leave it uh, was was pretty tough. But, yeah, I would say when I got to the USA gym and got to a different squad and different players and had to, like, kind of re, you know, relearn how to play with other players, it was like, all right, like, that's pretty tough. I just left something pretty, pretty freaking awesome. So, Do you feel like it's been, like, a huge learning curve walking in? Because that was, like, your first really big summer with – the national team, yeah? You ended up... Yeah. You went to Poland? Was Katowice your first stop, or was it before? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Katowice was your first stop? Week. Yeah. Yeah. How was, like, traveling with it and, like, being a part of that team now? And, like, what... I mean, what? yeah, like, just let's hear it. Like, what were your thoughts? All right, going in, it was, like... Like, I felt like I was, like, just, like, a deer in the headlights. Just oh, dude, and you're, and you're going to play in Poland, too. So that's got to be, like, yeah. an extra little, like, factor right there as well. Yeah, I was, like, going in, I was, like, man, this is crazy. Like, one, like, I'm, some of these guys I've been watching on TV, like, I've been nowhere close to meeting. Like, they're literally <laughs> on the other side of the court or I'm on the same side of the court with them, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it was, like, it was pretty, like, man, like, this is crazy. Like I'm, I'm like hanging with some of these guys right here. So I don't know, like, um, especially going to Poland, um, um, and like how big volleyball is in that country is, is pretty awesome to be a part of. Like the, 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 we, we, the stadium was packed up like our, our first game there. And it was like, man, like we don't really get this until you like in, in the States until you go like play for a national champ championship or, you're playing at the stand, you know what I mean? So yeah. it's like, um, yeah, like seeing that kind of love for the sport was, was like pretty awesome. And then like, once I got later into like the summer, it was like, all right, like um, my name's being called a little bit more. So um, there's some confidence there. Like, um, so I can, it was more like freeing to get into those later tournaments and those later trips. So yeah, like, yeah, it, at the first jump, it was like, man, this is freaking crazy. I have no idea what I'm getting into. So, how like, 
how fast that weekend were did it go from deer and headlights like it's just volleyball or did it even happen that weekend um i would say like i don't know i'm pretty good at like um making that switch like fast yeah. like from the first like i let my first i let myself like kind of take in whatever's happening around um but like once that like kind of whistle blew it was like all right like there's no more deer in the headlights i gotta coach is talking about offensive schemes like things are happening you know we're playing against brazil i, I think my first start was against brazil yeah. and i see Luke, i see lucas i see wallace i see all these freaking big namers i was like holy snap i better freaking buckle up or it's gonna be rough you know what i mean so it was like okay now i gotta switch it up a little bit i gotta put my head down try to win this match and you know do whatever it took was it hard like as you went into the summer and like it goes later and later in the tournaments did it was it hard to be back in a bench role for you after being this like i mean you were dude, the you were guy star. you were a star at long yeah. beach whether you want to say it or not was it hard to like all of a sudden take a back seat and be like all right like i just got to sit back and learn and figure it out and be a young buck again uh a little bit um I don't know. I'm pretty good at, like, I felt like I was, like, contributing in whatever I could to the team. So, like, yeah. if it was, you know, on the bench or, you know, as a reserve or back home, it was like, okay, whatever I can do to kind of help out wherever I can. Um, but, like, in those matches where, like, I would be on the bench, it was, it was, mentally it was pretty tough. It's like, man, like, you know, I'd like to be out there. Like, every, every player wants to be out there. So, yeah. definitely experienced that a ton when I was out there. But, I don't know, like, uh, mentally, it was just like, man, like, whatever I can do to help USA or help wherever I can, you know, you know, and then on top of that, like, it, I got guys in front of me, like, Micah Christensen, it's like, man, like, he's all right. That's the big dog, that's the big homie, so it's like, I gotta let him do what he do what he's doing, and then, you know, try to learn and soak in whatever I can, you know. For sure. Josh, where did you, where did you learn that, though? Like, being able to take a role and being okay with it i mean obviously you're a competitor you want to be the best you want to get to the highest level possible but when you're in that role how are you okay with it i don't know that's pretty tough i mean like i i would say like um perspective has been something that's pretty big and it's just like okay i could look at it as like like freaking debbie downer and not be about it or I could really take this opportunity and I like one, I have an opportunity to be even in, you know, on the team, you know what I mean? So want to sure. soak that in and, you know, take whatever I can while also contributing, um, you know, to, you know, the success. So whether that was on the court, off the court, um, yeah, I don't know. It's perspective was something, I guess I would, I, I don't know. I learned earlier on. I don't remember where I learned that, but, it was more just like, all right, like I can look at it a different way and I can, you know, uh, progress in a different way. So yeah. that's remember, really cool. Yeah. I remember talking to, we were, when I was, we were talking to Michael Mala, when both of us were, he was talking about you and I was talking about Micah Christensen. And both of us were like, it's cool if they're playing. It's no problem because they're good guys and they're great players. And like, it's fun. 
as long as we come home with a gold medal, it's all good. Yeah. If you guys start blowing it consistently <laughs> and then we're on the bench, then it's a problem. You know what I mean? Then it's a problem. <laughs> then it's like, all right, give That's me my chance right? now. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's bro. like as long right, like and a lot of people ask me, they're like, Why aren't you with the national team? And I'm like, what a stupid question. <laughs> You think Spraw's doing a bad job? Like, he's obviously he's doing a great job. So I was like, so, and they're like, why aren't you bitter? It's like, for what? For yeah, what, honest. dude? He's got one of the best setters in the world right now. And, like, a kid who's yeah. a three-time All-American and a kid who's a four-time All-American as his two backups. And, like, another guy is a national champion and was, like, the player of the year at Stanford. I was like, what, what do you want from me? Like, that's – Right, you know what I mean? So, like, you're right. Yeah. The perspective's huge because you can be bitter about a situation, but in reality, like, and Michael Christensen said it the best, he was like, anytime I got an opportunity, I can't say that I didn't take it. For He's sure. like, I was always yeah. ready, and maybe the stars aligned and I got lucky, but I always took that opportunity whenever it was given to me. Well, that's big wisdom from the big dog, dude. The big dog knows, yeah. dude. Word, dude. Yeah, big dog. Word. <laughs> <laughs> well, dude, especially if you're like, if you're like freaking balling out, like, what I got to do to get on the court? Like, yeah. Well, I don't need to be on the court if you're freaking crushing it out there. So, if I, if you're, if you're killing it, you know, be my guest. And obviously, Michael Christensen's killing it most of the time. So for sure, if like, uh, let him do his thing. You know, Kavika showed you when he's on the court. These guys are killing it. So it's like. All right, like if they're killing it, I'm perfectly fine being where I'm at. Yeah. Um, but if not, then I'll, I'll get in there and do and do what I need to do. <laughs> <laughs> All so, right. Yeah, go ahead. Last Jonathan. question for me, Matt. Josh, I've had a ton of coaches and a ton of people say setters need to be more creative. What does that mean to you? Uh, or is that wrong it could be wrong I wouldn't say it's wrong I'd say you can take a different perspective no 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 but uh, <laughs> no first but, uh, <laughs> bro give me whatever you have uh, when, when I hear creative I think of like behind the scenes I never think of like in the game think of stuff on the fly um, I think of like man like this is pretty – this is this, – this could, like, catch some fire, you know what I mean? Like, this is an idea you can do. But if you if you didn't put the hours in to, like, really solidify it or really, like, have it down um, or, like, just take the necessary pre- preparations to, like, really be successful in the game, then don't pull it out, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, um, there, was, there, was a, there was a play that I always kind of go back to in the, um, in the 2019 National Championship of – I ran uh, Nick Amato on a back gap on the start of like I think one, two, three. I think the start of the third, third fourth set, set, dude. I think it was the third set. You guys were up like six one or something, and then well, you just no, it whipped was, it, it out. Was, it, was, it was from the jump of one of the sets. I set him a back gap. I remember that ball, and I was like, yeah. "That's pretty baller." <laughs> yeah, like it was. I was like, honestly, we we were working on that play from like the from december like me and nick we would go we would go in um and that's the thing about nick nick amato was like he's one of those crazy guys that are just like he's down to just like get whatever work in 
Dude, so we you can like, see it, it in his eyes as soon as he walks into the room. It was yeah. crazy. So it was like what we thought was needed to win a national championship was like those four thirty five a.m. morning. So we would try to wake up at that morning, get in, you know, set up the court before basketball got there, which was early in the morning, get whatever, like 30 to 45 minutes in of just, you know, whatever he wanted to work on, whatever I wanted to work on. And it was like, okay, we have this opportunity to work on something pretty good, something pretty creative. Um, but if you don't, yeah, if like we put in a ton of hours, we practiced it a ton, even the week before, just because it was, it was something we wanted to bust out as well. Like we even started putting Kyle on the big just because we weren't sure where our O2 was or like who our O2 was. So it was just like bring Kyle around on the big, put Nick on the, you know, back gap, have TJ yeah. on the pin. Like it was like, you know, I, I'm super about being creative, um, but I'm also about like putting in the preparation to Doing bust it, it the out right way. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. And that's what me and my buddy were talking about is like, consistency might be way more important than creative mm -hmm. in the whatever sense. Yeah, for sure. Like I, if you're like crushing it in these certain situations that builds trust. And I really think that's something that you really want on, on the core. So yeah. if you're able to, if, you know, if you don't have that trust, like then, you know, you can't really be as creative as you want just cause guys are like, what are you doing? You know yeah, I mean? so, for sure. Uh, Dude, do you have like a go-to play? Like mine is red and row one. Like one thing with it's like that's one. that's your staple. <laughs> like in college, it was like red and row one. Like you said, Josh, red and row one. Was there like a was there a staple for you that you were like, this is this is gonna work nine out of ten times? I know this is for sure. Like this is it. I don't know any any row with TJ on the big was was that what was freaking blazing it, but I don't know, man. I tried to. I like, That's I good, tried, bro. That's good, bro. Uh, but honestly, like I tried to not be that kind of guy, where it's just like, man, like like when in doubt, row one, you know, go to that oh, guy. Dude. He was so uh, good at it. But, I didn't give a shit. I was like, Josh, red row one. <laughs> <laughs> but it was like it was more of like I if if anything it was like um when in doubt like honestly like row two row five it was like set the drift to the quick or like, that was, that's the greatest like, play created by man oh man it's it was, I love I the drift especially if the middle runs it so well yeah like Nick was pretty yeah. good at running it and Simone was kind of awkward with the route but he would no like, but he could work. like he would stop and then just. Flow. Oh yeah, like, like he, was, he was so good at just like you. You would think he's coming in straight, and just I don't know, he's just like leaning over and just like off to the other side of the court. So you know, if you got guys that can run the route, that was kind of like my go-to. Like, all right, I can pump that when it doubt. And so, dude, how was your first season in Poland? First season, dude, I had a blast. Yeah, it was super fun. Yeah. Um, was it hard? Definitely, uh, it was like you're a freshman year all over again. Dude, it was it was pretty tough. Uh, but I think the one thing that I um, enjoyed so much about it was that it kind of just it brought me back to that freshman year, or it brought me back to that like 13 year old Josh who's just learning the game. Like you get to, I got to Poland, and it was like, man, there's so many things I don't know about the sport. 
yeah. that I get to learn and that I get to grow. So it was like, man, this is pretty sick. Like, I'm I'm seeing guys uh, come with some funky serves I've never seen, or guys coming with like you know running plays I've never seen, and doing tips I've never seen. Like, yeah. like, like it was crazy. Like how much, like, uh, like the just how different the sport was in Poland, and then like at the professional level, it was just like. Man, like I'm back to square one, which is pretty awesome just because yeah. there's so much to learn. You know what I mean? It's like, it's cool that you think of it as like an opportunity because when you're in it, it's so hard to think of it as an opportunity yeah. every moment of like every day. Because sometimes you come home and you're just like, dude, that sucked. Yeah, was, the, the, like, first, that, the first you know like I mean? three months, dude, the first three months was pretty rough. Like, like yeah. one, I got, I got there with, out training with the team like when i got there it was like two days or three days until our first game yeah that uh, sucks. so it was like kind of get in there and you know try to work with this team you haven't played with you know and try to compete you know what i mean so it was like it was pretty rough i guess from the start because like one is just like man do i really hang and do can i really like you know you know obviously there was a lot of frustrating moments of just like not winning games or not being successful or you know just not you know dishing the ball the way I wanted it to yeah. the way I wanted it to so but like I I don't know like once I got over that and you know once I gained some confidence after some games and you know it was like okay now like I can start learning I can start growing you know For what sure. I mean so yeah that was that was pretty huge pro's really hard too because like a lot of it is just having one of it's like having really strong character and personality and like this having this identity, which is so hard to have when you're like 22. Yeah. But then, and you have to have like this really strong persona and be like, you hired me for me. I don't know what you want from me. But then, when, and I don't know how it was for you, but like as soon as you start playing bad, all of a sudden everybody has something to tell you because you're the young buck and the scapegoat, especially as a setter, you're the scapegoat. And now your coach magically has like a philosophy on setting. Mm-hmm. And then when you're playing well, they're like, damn, dude, like, that was sick. Like, you just keep playing like that. Yeah, yeah. And, like, that mentality changes so fast because when you're in college, you're not playing for money. You're not playing for wins. You're playing for pride. Yeah. And that's all that matters. And, like, how did – how do you feel like you – did you adjust pretty fast to that? Or, like, are you still thinking about, like, this is a trip? Uh, I don't know. I, I don't think I, – I think it was more like just, like, man, like, uh, this is pretty, like, this is pretty awesome. Like, I don't know, like, just seeing the opportunity and just, like, I was more, like, it was more of that than, like, than anything else, I guess. There were some times where, though, like, where, like, you were talking about where it's, like, okay, you're not playing so well. Everybody's got something to say. Or, like, coaches, like, coaches got, like, the offense on lock or something like that. Or he's yeah. got, like, all these little quarters that he's trying to throw in. But when I, you know, when you're doing well enough, there's there's a little bit more freedom where there's like like you know but yeah i don't know like it was for for a majority of the time i was out there it was like this is uh it's pretty sick that's all i mean and you guys had like a relatively young team for being a professional team and you had like surzins you had that talk guy he's a baller dude how is setting that guy because he sets like a, he hits a two ball but somehow he like yeah. hits it on the way up yeah, no, he was it's, he he hits like a two ball, but he gets like freaking number over the net easy, like chest way over the net. So it was like he's still catching it at such a high point. But um, 
yeah, no, like we were pretty young. I think our oldest guy, we had like maybe two or three guys over 30. But other than that, like the rest of us were like, like, like 20, like six and under or something like that. 27 <laughs> and under. That's so, awesome. It was pretty, it was pretty like, I was in a pretty good situation um, on top of like, you know, there wasn't much ego on the team. Like the guys were super chill, super that's cool awesome. to hang out with. So I, I oh, felt like I got pretty, stuff. I felt, yeah, I got pretty lucky there because, I don't know, I hear a lot of stories about just, like, the other way around, and I was kind of prepared for it. And then when I got there, it was just like, man, these guys are pretty sick. Or at least, like, you know, when they speak to me in English, if they're talking in Polish about my back, I don't know what they're saying. But, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah, it was like, no, they were, they were, they were super sick to be – um, it was a super sick team, like, super cool vibes, you know, the guys were sick. So, Are you going back next year? Yeah. Dope. Yeah, it's going to be really good next year. I'm stoked for you guys. Yeah, we'll be all right. We we lost Surgeon. Yeah, he uh, went he's to Zeshov. He's going to Zeshov, which pretty big hit. This fool was leading the ace category by yeah. like 10, 12, 18, something like yeah, that. Dude, he's uh, but, a Dude, he's, he's a baller. Freaking awesome guy, too. Um, his wife is pretty awesome, too. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're, they're super helpful with, with me being out there. So, uh, but yeah, like, Losing him was pretty tough, but we gained some guys. We still have kind of like the core group of guys from last season. Like my opposite's still there. Tagvam's still there. Our Belgian outside is is coming back. So uh, we got a pretty, you know, decent crew. I think we'll do some damage. Um, there are some teams that are stacking up right now. For sure. Like G's team, dude. G's team is They're, money this year. I'm like – what the heck you know they they were good last year and now, yeah. now they're like freaking better so i was like man he's at least gonna be sick like even uh Jesu, like jeff's going over there yeah. uh Churchin's gonna be there but church has got some comp too over there he's got some guys over there that are pretty baller yeah. uh poland's national team setter is gonna be on Jesu. so i don't know man all those polish guys are coming over and trying to play for home and i'm just trying to make it out you know what i mean so <laughs> Well, here's my last question for you. Do you remember who the first guy to give you the business was in college? The business. And like I got this like a another setter or just like another player just Anybody, another dude. player. Micah Ma said it was Nick Serzins. He's like Nick Serzins destroyed me. He annihilated like he's like, I've never felt so embarrassed in my life. <laughs> well there there was a lot of people Nick was was embarrassing. But um, I don't know, man. Like, I was a pretty like, I don't know. I got, I didn't block very well my very first two years. So the fools were bouncing on me left and right. So you could put out any name, Arvis Green from CSUN, like guys that were just jumping out. The gym. <laughs> okay, we're we're pretty much giving me the business. Um, honestly, I, I I don't remember much from freshman year. So I'm kind of glad I don't remember who was giving me the business. So I don't give them that. <laughs> Don't give them that power. No, nah, no, nah, nah. <laughs> But, yeah, yeah. Uh, don't remember any exact person. Just everybody. Yeah, just about everybody. The whole league. <laughs> <laughs> well, dude, I, I think we're good here, man. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. That was awesome. Dude, this, yeah. was, this was awesome, man. I had a ton of fun. You guys, had, you guys were great. Yeah, Josh, thank you so much, bro. Appreciate you guys, man. This was awesome. All right, man. Well, 
So that's it, dude. Have a good night, man. It was great seeing you. You as well.